Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are welcome to We Hold the Truth Speaks Out. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Chuck's article entitled, why don't you give us the title of this, Chuck? It's about the serial wars that uh, the U.S. has been involved in for a very long time, and it looks like there may be another one on the offing. Chuck, we also have tonight with us, I'd like to introduce, in addition to Chuck Carlson, the founder of We Hold These Truths, we have uh, Craig Hansen, who is our California Outreach Director. And so we want to talk about Chuck's article today because Dwight Eisenhower was right. He said when he left office in 1961, he warned about the military industrial complex. And we're seeing the results of this today. And Chuck will explain that here in his article. Chuck? All right. We call this article uh, Latest Middle East War Scheme Revealed. And that implies that we're revealing it. Uh, We're not. This war scheme is revealing itself. It's so obvious and apparent that if uh, if the American people just learn to read between the lines and think about the things they're told uh, item by item, they'll see through schemes like this because it is a scheme and it and it is obvious and apparent. We're going to be discussing how this um, bombing that took place in Iraq resulted in the United States turning around and bombing uh, uh, Iran. Uh, does that make sense to you? Uh, if uh, Canada bombed us, would we turn around and bomb Mexico? Uh, I don't think so. But if we did, somebody would point it out as nonsense. This is the kind of thing that we're seeing over there right now. So uh, that's my introduction to the story. And we're going to try to make it really simple for you. Great. Your turn. Well, what we're talking about here, Chuck, is this this unnamed contractor, a U.S. contractor with the military uh, being killed. And that generates all this fever to go to war. We've got, you know, no no American can be attacked without attacking all of us. But we it's kind of like the whistleblower for the impeachment. We don't know who the person is. They uh, the person is not giving testimony. Well, we don't know who this contractor is. We don't know who he's working, he or she is uh, working for. We don't know what their job was. We don't know why uh, there were people upset uh, about this and were attacking the facility where this uh, contractor got killed. These are questions the American people should know. What what are we doing there? Why are are we there? And uh, how how this thing escalated and how this embassy, our embassy, which is a fortress, I, for, I forget the number of how many billions or billions of dollars it took to build this huge complex, the compound that uh, we have in Iraq as the American embassy, how anybody even got into that thing and stormed it. It's just, I just smell a rat all the way across this. And, and this brings up a really good point. Here we are uh, attacking Iraq and this is a country where in Baghdad, we have an embassy. Now, right. you build embassies in countries that you have favorable relations with. We don't, yes. uh, we didn't have an embassy in Nazi Germany when we were in World War I. Uh, the embassies are closed, the people run, and that's the end of it. But here we are bombing a country where we have diplomatic relations. And 
As far as I know, do we have diplomatic relations in Iran? I'm not sure we don't. Do we still have an embassy in Iran? I don't, I don't think so. Huh? So the first obvious thing about this is why are we bombing a country where we have an embassy? Uh, and, and no wonder the, uh, the, the Iraqi people try to storm the U.S. embassy, but there's good, good indications that they were only trying to send a message. Uh, they burned a few outbuildings, but they didn't attempt to blow up the walls and go inside the U.S. embassy. And in fact, the U.S. embassy was guarded by troops with automatic weapons on the, on the, on the top of it, on the, on the uh, roof. So uh, the, the, the first question people should ask themselves is, is it possible that this attack on some compound in, uh, in, in Iraq was actually a show? show? Uh, and then secondly, uh, this guy that's killed, uh, as Craig pointed out, He's a military contractor. That means he's paid to fight wars. His salary is probably two to four times greater mm -hmm. than the commensurate salaries of our own troops who are right. on duty there. Uh, he may get paid four times as much for all I know. And uh, he is actually employed by a corporation, probably an American corporation, but it could even be from some other country. Uh, and uh, uh, for instance, uh, during the first long Iraq war, 54 military contractors from Great Britain were killed. They worked for private firms and they were part of the war machine. 250 American contractors were killed during the, uh, during the first Iraqi war. Uh, why do we have people uh, going out and doing mercenary jobs, taking risks, killing people, carrying out missions that probably would be forbidden by the code of military conduct, which uh, some of us had to know about when we were in the military, uh, and, uh, uh, and 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 are able to do and are paid to do things that army personnel would not be allowed to think about, even think about doing. So here we have an embarrassing situation where this contractor is killed. I don't know whether he was killed by accident or on purpose, but uh, the the, the uh, people that control things from overhead and pull the strings, uh, four or five days after this event took place, we still don't know his name. There is no indication we're going to be given his name. We haven't been given the name of the company he was working for when he was supposedly killed mm -hmm. during some kind of active duty. So these are the kind of questions Americans need to think about. And if we think very hard about it, we will see that there's something very wrong with our conduct of war in the Middle East, and that we're being deceived about its purposes, its objectives, and uh, who is the targets, and so on. Well, the Americans seem to be, uh, they forget, they, their, their memories are gone. I mean, we've been in Iraq for over 30 years. Actually, we were fighting with Saddam Hussein against Iran in the early 80s, and then in 91, the first Gulf War resulted in the killing of, uh, of at least 500,000 Iraqi children because of the embargoes. And then the second war on Iraq in 2003 has uh, met at all kinds of misery uh, and deaths upon it, the Iraqis that are living there. In fact, our Secretary of State last July 
in a presentation to Christians United for Israel claimed that before 2003, there were over 1 million Christians in Iraq. And now there are about 250,000 Christians remaining. Now they were protected under Saddam Hussein, but what Mike Pompeo said was the fault was ISIS. He'd laid no blame on the United States. The reason for these deaths and, and all this, uh, the refugees and so forth is because of what the United States has done uh, in these countries. Libya is another ex example that uh, is a failed state now and uh, it, there's civil war going on there. So these wars are continuing and it's just, we don't know all the, uh, the outcome of this, but it looks like we're preparing for another war. In fact, we at We Hold These Truths, our mission is, of course, to educate people about the dangers of Christian Zionism. And if you go back to 2007, John Hagee of Christians United for Israel at their annual meeting in Washington, D.C., said that uh, there needs to be a preemptive strike against Iran. This was in 2007. And so there's been a steady drumbeat for war against Iran to protect Israel. And so our question to Christians that might look at this, how does this type of stance reflect what Jesus taught us? Love your neighbor as yourself, even love your enemy. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. There's inconsistency here. And so Americans tend to be just, continue to be fooled by these kinds of actions. We never seem to learn anything because we're being pulled hook, line, and sinker by our government and media. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I'd like to comment when you talked about the uh, preemptive strike. You know, um, Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who persecute you. That is not preemptive strike. The The idea of preempting in a strike comes from the Talmud. It says, you know, if your enemy uh, rises up to kill you, rise up and kill him first. Mm -hmm. That's out of the Babylonian Talmud. That's not. It's not in the Christian scriptures. It's not. It's not in our our Bible. But it's it's Talmudic teaching. Is this whole idea of preemptive uh, preemptive strike? So that's what we see happening. We we see Talmudism being pushed pushed forward and uh, into our our political sphere because. Uh, preemptive strikes that's something we never did we we ne we never would do that you know we we may goad someone into uh, an action like we did the, the oral embargo in japan and so forth but we 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 wait for them to strike to strike first so this whole preemptive uh, strike this this is new in this in this, this last you know of uh, what 50 60 years and the other thing that uh, I'll just mention uh, uh, is the fact that the same John Hagee has actually prayed to yes. go to war. And we've documented in our uh, video, John Hagee with Benny Hinn praying for war in the name of Jesus. And again, this is just unconscionable. And that Christians, for the most part, uh, because they, I think their real religion is the religion of patriotism slash nationalism that uh, will support whatever our 
government says they're doing to spread freedom and democracy. Well, they haven't done a very good job in Iraq or uh, Libya as far as uh, spreading democracy. Our purpose has always been to uh, seek peace. And we have come upon the actions of what Tom has referred to as the Christian Zionists uh, by actually finding out and, and, and bumping into what they are doing that is warlike. Uh, so uh, in context uh, of, of, of being peacemakers, we are forced to and find it necessary to study what churches are doing, what Christian Zionists, so forth, which we will enter into a, in, in other programs and have covered mm -hmm. in many of the past. And, uh, and uh, it's a very important part of what we do. Uh, and it has to do with this very Middle Eastern situation mm -hmm where uh, the, uh, the uh, so-called Christian Zionists are used to elevate the support for the state of Israel uh, in our country to where uh, the majority of people will accept or demur on the idea that uh, we need to leave Israel alone to its own devices in the Middle East and, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, uh, uh, provide it with huge amounts of aid, a lot of which is military aid. So uh, it's necessary that we talk about Israel all the time because there's so much enmeshed in the warring problems in the Middle East. And this is one of the, uh, the, one of the things that Christians have uh, not been taught, have been taught to look the other way, have overlooked. They just don't see Israel's role in the Middle Eastern wars, which uh, We've been involved in for 30, or 30 years or more now um, and, um, and continue. And of course, what we're talking about tonight is the pending or possible uh, war with, uh, with Iran and Syria at the same time, probably. And uh, it's up to us to stop these wars by educating. So here we are. We're talking about uh, how, what we can do to do that. Um, so uh, the push for war, uh, the mercenaries we're seeing used in, in Iran, Iraq, uh, there's nothing unusual about that. It's going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, it's a way of getting around us and to do things that we wouldn't accept, such as Tom's referred to here, making war on innocent civilians. Uh, were it not that we are... Uh, told and convinced that it's a Christian thing to do and we need to follow uh, the, our leaders in order to do what's right with God. Uh, many churches are involved in doing this and uh, you'll, you'll hear more about that from us or mm -hmm. go to our website and look for the categories of Christian Zionism, see what you find. Thank you, Chuck. And I would uh, remind people to actually uh, go to the article. We'll have a link there, but at the end of the article, Chuck reminds us of General Smedley Butler, who was a decorated general. He passed away, I think, about 1940. But uh, he wrote a, a book, and we actually, you can read it or listen to it uh, if you go to the site. It's called War is a Racket. He understood it. And this is a quote uh, from, uh, from General Smedley. Quote, our boys were sent off to die with beautiful 
ideals pointed in front of them. No one told them that dollars and cents were the real reason they were marching off to kill and die. So the other expression, all wars are bankers wars, is uh, we've discussed in other of our programs. So thank you much, so much for joining in with us today. And Tom, peace. be sure to give our website address. Yeah, well, it's right there, right on the, it's WHTT.org. It's right on our banner right there. So right. thank you, Chuck and Craig. We appreciate it. Good night. Good night.